Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of Friday Fire. It is Friday, September 10th, 2021. And this is Friday Fire number 32. So welcome. My name is Sam. I am the small business surgeon. And uh, for those of you just now finding the show, uh, on Mondays we do uh, interviews. We've got some uh, some great guests, uh, authors and CEOs and uh, real cool business people that I gather up from around the internet and that I get in contact with and come into my network. And then on Fridays, uh, I do a little monologue. Uh, I just talk about the things that have been going on during the week. And I try and share a lesson or two that I've learned. So um, you'll notice I don't run ads on the show. I don't advertise. Um, Like Andy Frisella over at Real AF, there is a fee for the show. If you like what I'm talking about, if you get something out of it, if it helps you, if it brings you joy, if it makes you smile, do me a favor, just share it with somebody. Spread the word. It helps me to grow the show, grow the audience, and it helps people to uh, listen to what it is that we're doing. So anyway, uh, today's episode is going to be pretty short and sweet. Um, I like to talk about the things that I learn during the week. And I think what I've learned this week is I really need to pull some of you all back to basics. So this is going to be a refresher, so to speak. Um, It's not really scripted. I've got a couple of notes here, but it's just me talking to you guys. And how I how I figured this out this week was if you remember last week and the week before I had a uh, I had a boot camp style setup coming for consulting so I took on a bunch of consulting clients um, you know on, on a 60 day boot camp program and I started to see a lot of patterns so <laughs> I thought I could go over what I'd seen with these clients and and share it with you guys because yeah, I've got some small guys that are um, yeah in the tens of thousands of dollars, and then I've got some large guys that are well into the seven figures and 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 touching on eight figures, and it was funny because you know I see the same issues um, over and over between the small guys and the large guys, and so you can you can grow to any size business but it's it's just going to be so much easier if you do it right the first time i mean i've stepped into some seven figure businesses this week that still don't have procedures that still don't have standard operating procedures anything like that kind of written out they they still don't have any core values and it makes quite the mess and it really is um something that you got to really take a look at and remember that the fundamentals are what we build the foundations on. So as you grow the company, it grows and scales within its own footprint. Um, You take most of your talent and develop it in-house and you tie people to the same core values. It just makes everything so much easier moving up. So I want to touch on some fundamentals real quick and then I will let you guys out of here to go enjoy your weekend. All right, the first fundamental that we run by is the G-code. For those of you that listen along, it's the four Gs of life, the gratitude, genetics, grind, and group. So mindset is 
pretty much 90% of being a successful long-term entrepreneur is having the right mindset. And the reason that I preach gratitude so much is not because I'm a hippie that believes in the power of the flower fairies. It's because if you are grateful for the things that you have, you can look at those things and they will bring you joy and happiness. If you focus on the things that you're grateful for and focus on the good things, it helps to wire your brain to get ready for the fight, get ready for that day ahead. So what I like to do first thing in the morning is I write out five things that I'm grateful for in my little app on my phone. And then I put a dash and I say why I'm grateful for them. And this just reminds me how lucky I am because I don't, you know, man, sometimes you wake up and you just, it's a shitty day and you're in a bad mood and you think, well, why me? And my life is shitty and I'm so sick of this. And then you forget that you drive a truck that 99% of the rest of the world can't afford. Um, you know, you live in a house, you've got clean water, you've got electricity, you've got all this stuff. We are in this country and yeah, I've got. I know I've got quite a few listeners over in England as well, but we're we're at the top of the food chain here, guys. Um, you know, go watch some documentaries on Brazil um, and see them in the in the slums down there. Go watch some documentaries on India. Look at the poor fellas over in China. There is a lot to be grateful for waking up in America, or waking up in England, or waking up in Australia or Canada or wherever we're at, and being in a free country or as free as your government allows it to be. But you've got to be grateful for where we're at because your worst day is better than 99% of the world's best day. You know, that $20,000 six-year-old beat-up truck that you drive around in is still nicer than 99% of the trucks in the world. So be grateful for what you've got. The second is genetics. That is taking exercise every day and it's watching what you put in your mouth. If you are not in shape, and if you are battling health problems, how can you operate a business? How can you provide for your family? How can you keep your employees working and keep them busy? And the, 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 the long and short is you can't. So fundamentally, being grateful for what you have and taking care of your body what you're putting in, what you're eating, what you're feeding it, because you are what you eat down to a cellular level, you are what you eat. And then we look at grind, which is work. And I want to bring grind around to focus. Um, focus at work is really, really key. And I'll, I'll get to that in just a minute. We'll come back to it. But making sure that when you're at work, you're on point and you're doing the things you're supposed to do, you can get far more done with three hours of focused work than you can with eight hours of regular work at the government employee or city employee kind of level of input. You know, we're not those kind of people. Um, and I say government employee, it's it's me being uh, a little bit harsh there. What I'm trying to convey is there's there's people that are lifetime employees that will go to work they will sit in front of the computer and they will get a paycheck at the end of every week, at the end of every month, regardless of their performance. And you have to do something really, really kind of fucked up in order to get fired from those jobs. 
Um, with the entrepreneurs, it's different. You can't sit at your computer for eight or ten hours a day unfocused, just surfing around, answering emails, and clicking on Reddit threads. If you learn to focus and dial in your grind, you will get far more achieved in three hours than most people achieve in eight. Lastly, on step one of the G-Code is your group. And again, we've hopped on this before, but I really wanted to refresh these fundamentals with everybody because this is stuff I'm going over with clients. Again, some of them are in the five-figure range and some of them are in the seven-figure range. But when you get a guy that runs a seven-figure company and he's trying to scale it to eight figures and his four closest friends are his drinking buddies from high school that still haven't left the pub, he's not going to be able to get where he needs to go. You become the average of the people you hang around with the most. So take stock of your group, take a little bit of inventory of that group and make sure that there's people in there that are pushing you just as much as there are people that you are pushing them. All right, so first level of fundamentals is the G-code. Make sure your gratitude, genetics, grind, and your group are something that you are addressing every single day. The second level is a calendar. So very much like unbudgeted money. When you have unbudgeted money, you just spend it all. It's the same with unbudgeted time. When you have unbudgeted time, it just passes. Then you say, well, where did the time go? You have to have a calendar. There is no, you just cannot function as an entrepreneur in modern society with as fast as things move and as many people as you have to connect with and you have to touch with and you have to keep track of. You cannot function without a calendar. Stop resisting it. I resisted it forever. I used to write stuff down on scraps of paper and sticky notes and stick appointments to my computer screen and I just, I would always think, well, you know, I don't need a calendar. I can do it this way. And no, calendar is where it's at because I can now shoot my calendar to people and they can pick their appointment time and then I don't have to focus on them. I focus on them right before the appointment and all the way through the appointment. But I can, <laughs> to, to, use, uh, to use a well-known phrase, I can literally set it and forget it. Um, all my recurring stuff I put on there, and it just repeats out as long as I tell it to. Uh, and then my time blocks that I have set up, I can book stuff in. There's a couple of time blocks that are protected that only I can put stuff in. There's time blocks my assistants can book stuff in. And then there's the public calendar link where people can come and book themselves into my schedule. So calendar ties back to that focus in, in the grind uh, section of the G-code in that when I know that I am on this task for an hour and that's on my calendar, then that's all I'm doing for that hour. My phone isn't on, I'm not checking emails, I'm not jumping on Facebook. Um, there's nothing distracting me. My phone is on silent, I don't see text messages. I can still be reached in case of an emergency by certain people, but for the most part, when it is on my calendar and when it is time to do it, there are zero distractions. And then you can make the very, very best use of that time. Focus really is your superpower and that's, that's kind of the trick of how I get so much done. It's compartmentalizing and shutting people and things out while I focus on the task at hand. And then in between tasks, you come up for air, you check on everything, you re maybe respond to some text messages. I only fire back emails now a couple of times a day. Um, I cannot stop what I'm doing to keep checking emails to have leisurely email conversations. And the people I work with get that and they understand it. 
You know, I'll answer email in the morning, I'll answer email after lunch, and I'll answer email in the evening. But that works for me. Um, whatever works for you guys, make sure that when your time is blocked out on the calendar, you are focusing on the task at hand. Third one of the fundamentals, money. And I cannot stress this enough, guys. Pay yourselves first. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because you've got all these bills to pay as entrepreneurs. Um, and I can't remember the name of the, the fellow that wrote the law, uh, but there is one of these laws that you will spend as much money as you make. That's just human nature. And the way I explain it to my, um, to my clients is if I handed you a project and said, the budget for this project is $1,000, go and do it. You would spend $1,000 doing that project. And at the end of the day, I'd have a finished project and I'd have no money. Well, if I had $1,000 and I told you, hey, here's this project, it should be about $1,000, but I need you to get it done for 900 does the project still get done? Of course it does. Does it get done just as well? Of course it does. And guess what I've got now? I've got a finished project and I've got a hundred bucks in my company savings account. So by paying yourself first, you're not actually taking anything away from the company. You are adding the need to create more revenue or to be more resourceful. And that was a big, big surprise for me because I used to subscribe to the theory of that I'll save money when I've got money left over. But as you grow and scale a company, you are building a very, very hungry cash-eating machine. And the more cash you feed it, the more it will grow, therefore the more cash it will require. And all you're doing is you're still feeding your machine, it's still growing, and it will grow just as fast because you either want to grow it fast and you'll put the effort in to grow it faster or you'll find ways to reduce your operating expenses and run it leaner. It will grow just as fast, I assure you. But instead now of having a $50,000 project and spending $50,000 and having nothing left, now every time I do a $50,000 project, the first thing I do is figure out how I can do it for $45,000 budget and put $5,000 into the company savings account. So by skimming that percentage off the top, you are protecting yourself and you are paying yourself first. When you look at your budget and you say, man, we sure do spend a lot of money, consider it like a bucket of water and every last little expense is a hole in the bottom of that bucket. Look at what's draining your bucket because if you start paying yourself first and you stop all the little leaks at the bottom your balance sheet immediately turns around you force yourself to sell more or you force yourself to be more refined and run a leaner operation with fewer expenses you get the same amount of money but just like time if you don't tell it what to do it's just going to run through your fingers and it's going to leave you. Lastly, the last big mistake I see 
that we can go over in a uh, in a quick fundamental refresher is know who your client is. The majority of people that I work with come to me with a client description of anybody who wants to buy my service. Okay, so let's pick on an attorney for a minute. Let's pick on an attorney and who's your ideal client? Well, anybody that needs an attorney. Well, that's not really the case, is it? Because it could be somebody that needed a probate attorney or somebody that needed an oil and gas attorney or somebody that needed a divorce attorney or there's so many different types of attorney. Well, let's look at plumbers. It could be somebody that needs new residential plumbing. It could be somebody that needs a plumbing repair. It could be somebody that needs a commercial job of 48,000 square feet and 62 toilets. Who's your ideal client? Because if you don't define your ideal client, what you're gonna do is set yourself up to take every single piece of work that comes in the door. And then you're gonna end up with clients that don't align with who you are as an operator and they don't align with your values as a company, so they're no good to work with. So rather than run around and scoop up every single client you can, what you've got to do is define your ideal client and then go and find them because you don't want to work with everybody. You want to work with people like you, with people that think like you, that people that act like you, with people with the same values as you, because what that does is it makes you engage your clients more, it makes you enjoy your work more, and it gets a better work result and a better product out there. So I told you this was going to be a quick one. I really did want to revisit the fundamentals really, really quickly to give you guys something to work on over the weekend. I don't expect you to do them all, but start with the G-code, start with being grateful, start with going for a walk, taking care of those genetics, Start with lining out your calendar so you can focus at work. Take a look at the people you hang around with and look at who's influencing you. Remember to always pay yourself first and then find your ideal client and go get them. Those are the fundamentals. That's where we start everything. That's going to be it from me today, guys. I really want you guys to have a safe and happy weekend. Tune in with us on Monday. I have got a uh, good friend of mine, Gary Roberts. He is a firefighter from Florida, but he's also a CBD advocate. He's the host of the Good Dudes Grow podcast, and he owns the Promises Recovery Center in Florida, which specializes in curing opiate addictions using plant-based therapy. And it is a really interesting and eye-opening episode. I had no idea just how deep the research into this kind of stuff had gone. So uh, that's it from me. I will see you guys Monday. Tune in for that interview with Gary, and uh, you'll have a great weekend. Bye. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.